Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome once again to Hang On Soupy. I'm your host, Caleb Soupy Spinner. Welcome back to the show, powered by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. I'm here today with a member of the Ohio State softball team. It's right-handed pitcher Allison Smith. Allison, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And before we get started, got to tell you, I got to see a couple softball games, got to call some some games. I saw the entertaining series against Michigan. Didn't end how you guys wanted, but nevertheless, those games were entertaining and I was blessed to be at the at the field at those days. You guys have been phenomenal. Thank you so much. So we'll get started. I always think when I'm, when I'm speaking to an athlete, I always think the best place to start is at the beginning. So when and how did you discover your love for softball? Um, I discovered it when I started at a young age playing travel ball and just like a local organization with um, a group of my, like my friends. I played with my dad's childhood best friend. He was our coach. Um, we just kind of started a team and went out and started playing. And I realized I was like, this is so much fun. And, um, I think it was a lot because of the girls, a lot because of, um, a lot of the experience I got to have with playing softball. And then who wouldn't love traveling to all kinds of cool places on the weekends? Like it was so much fun to get to all the cool things you get to see and do. And I mean, and then of course, when you're good at it, it's always fun. Oh, of course. Was this the, was this like the coach pitch or T-ball? Um, well, we did start coach pitch, um, in my like community. So there's a it's called champion athletic club. And my dad's actually like the president of the organization that I played for. And I used to play for, um, that we were called the champion Indians and we played there. I played up with some older girls. So I got to meet a lot of older friends and, watch them do it. And then I wanted to be like them. So it was definitely, I was always following somebody's footsteps of what I wanted to become as a softball player for sure. And I'm glad you talked about uh, getting, getting into it at a young age and then looking up to some of the higher up players in the high school level. Cause we're going to talk about the culture that surrounded champions, specifically softball later on. But I, I, I want you to specify here a little bit. Cause I know we, we had talked a little bit off air um, about how much, about how big of a role your teammates played in making the experience an enjoyable one. And then the, the love of softball came on with that, but who really helped you cultivate your skills and develop your love for the game? Um, well, obviously watching a lot of the girls, like from my community, like, um, even thinking of being a part of a high school team, that's half as caliber as what champion was like, just being a part of that tradition and then continuing it onto like college I um had played with all of my incoming freshmen who are now here with me like Hannah I played with Hannah for a couple summers I played with Taylor for a couple summers so like knowing the how nice and how like how much fun I had had with those girls in travel ball and bringing that to college was a whole new thing and then getting to college and meeting like those upperclassmen who you had looked up to like the Ashley Prangy and the Caitlin Kaufman and you know all of those girls it was so nice to be just welcomed with open arms and then to just like accept you and say like, Hey, like, let's go. Like we see you're working hard and we want to be there for you. Like we're going to do this as a team together. And that together piece was part of the culture that Ohio state that I don't know if you get many other places. And um, that's just one thing that one of the many things that Ohio state is so awesome at. I've talked to Austin Pooley and Travis Trelor, who are both athletes, hockey players at Ohio State, but they say the same thing. It's the family, it's the culture, it's the attitude. Not necessarily exclusive to Ohio State, but it's something that Ohio State is really good at. 
is building that community uh, on and off the the rink, the field, the pitch, whatever you're talking about. Something that the Buckeyes have strong is is the community that it builds at Ohio State. And I got to ask you this too: Why pitcher? Did you just discover your your strong arm, or what, what was the story behind that? How did you find your way to the circle? Oh, there's always a story. Um, so funny thing is, is I originally started as a catcher. So I um, I for my like local travel teams was the catcher just they needed somebody back there put me in gear and like I had fun I was like oh I get to be a part of every play and stuff like that and I kind of just started pitching lessons on the side so like I was like an eight-year-old pitching I was like my the third string pitcher on my team like just liked catching so my team made it to a tournament where we had to play a lot of games on Sunday and we ended up winning this tournament well our second pitcher got hurt so I had to that was when I then had to step up and throw like the first game that I had pitched and I threw my first game. And after that day ended, I went to my parents. I said, I'm not a catcher. I said, I like the power that I have as a pitcher, the presence I get to have as a pitcher. And like, it's so funny because I, it, little 11 year old me or little 12 year old me who had been taking pitching lessons for three and four years, I step into a circle and it just felt like home. It was like, this is what I've been missing. Like, this is, this is what I want to do in softball. I want to be this person. Like, so it was just like a feeling that like I had, I pitched my first game and I was like, Oh, I know like this is what I'm supposed to be. And that's got to be one of the best feelings in softball. I'm guessing is striking somebody out. It is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> just to know that you confuse them just enough on three pitches that you're that no strike out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> So let's let's get more into champion here and your your high school days. You've spoken in previous episodes. We're getting to it now. The culture uh, surrounding champion high school softball. You said when you were a little girl, you looked up to uh, the high school the high school girls. Why do you think the Golden Flashes are so successful every year? I mean, obviously, it comes from a great coach, a great coach with who um, holds a great culture around them. But um, also all the girls that we played were so hardworking and they played year round. And I think we all had a purpose when we wanted to be there. We, we showed up to practice knowing what we wanted. Like we knew we wanted to beat this team. We knew we wanted to beat this team. We knew we wanted to be number one in the state at the end of it. Like we were, it was a very goal driven program. And that was definitely because um, of the upperclassmen, the upperclassmen definitely played a role in that and the coaching coaching staff for sure. And I'm guessing one of your goals was to be a dominant player on, on two sides of the ball. Cause you dominated in the game of high school, not only pitching tallying 51 career home home runs, which if I'm not mistaken is the most in Ohio history. Um, but you, while posting a, a 0.14 ERA with 215 strikeouts, 215 good feelings. Um, yeah. <laughs> 16 and 0 in the circle too. I can go on, go on, but you were an incredible batter in your own right. Um, it's definitely a little easier in high school than it is in college. I um, I tried it when I got here, and it's a whole different game. And, I mean, you really couldn't, like, with our high school team, our high school team was so good. It was like the pitcher had to be on her game from one through nine because, like, if you chose not to throw to me, well, you had to throw to our two and three batter. Or if you chose to throw to me, and walk our two batter well okay you have three and four to hit so like really it was just like it was a team thing like in high school and it 
was just like contagious. Like when the ball started flying, it they started flying as a team, and it was definitely that's definitely a team stat. Was that whenever hitting was contagious, it was contagious for me too. And it sounds like the team was a big part, but let's talk about the person in charge of it all. Tell me about playing under Coach Cheryl Weaver and some of the lessons that she taught you that still stick with you. Um, she, she was definitely a legend. Like we used to have a running joke as a team, like she was a goat. We used to call her goat greatest of all time. And most of the times there was a stuffed goat on the bus with us. And she actually ended up with a goat in her front yard one time after we won a state championship, we pranked her and put a goat in her front yard. So, um, that was definitely, she's definitely a legend. Um, just like the passion and the fun that she had coaching, it was contagious. Like there's a lot of things in champion softball that was contagious, the hard work and her, she definitely did everything above and beyond. Like there was not many things that she didn't give her whole self to. Like when it came to raking the field, she went out and raked that field every inch of it by herself and set the tone for how practice was going to go. You know what I mean? Just like her giving everything to the team made the team give everything back to her. And that's why everybody played for her as like as much as they did. They, everybody was so for her and she, she does a great job. Like, yeah, she has a lot of talent, but sometimes having a lot of talent and managing it is harder than actually being a good coach sometimes. And she did a great job managing her talent and putting people in the right positions and making it happen every year that she did. I'm guessing going into your senior year, she had a pen in her front yard then because you guys, you might've put in three goats if you continued that because you won three state championships at champion. (laughs) What do you think was the the biggest reason that you were able to go on and win three in your freshman, sophomore, and junior seasons back to back to back? Um, it was definitely. I'm not gonna give a. I'm not gonna say it was all because of my freshman class, but we always were able to fill the holes. We always were. Um, like the year we came in, there was a senior pitcher, a senior catcher, and a senior outfielder who, um, as our sophomore year came in us freshmen had to step up and fill the holes. So like, it was just the way that coach Weaver was able to get people prepared to fill the holes of the team that were there before. And um, it definitely starts with leadership. Like my senior year, those leaders, um, we knew what we were playing for. Again, it was just very clear. Um, We saw how they worked hard. We saw how they did it. And it just like dwindles down in every aspect. And um, being a part of something like that is like truly fun. And then on top of that, you have so much fun with the girls that you just want to play for them. Like you're playing for the team, you're playing for the name on your shirt. Like there was a saying, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but the shirt, you play for the shirt on the back, on the front and you're remembered by the name on the back or something like that. And that was definitely a champion motto. You played for a champion and whatever you did was because you're you're like you remember by the name on your back. So I think a lot of us all um, were because all of us were homegrown. There wasn't a single one of us who wasn't born champion who played. So it was really like champion pride for sure. I think the word that would best fit your senior your your freshman class or the class that you graduated with would be versatile because it sounded like whenever something happened or whenever somebody uh, position needed somebody to come in and, and replace necessarily. Uh, after the seniors left, you guys were ready for it. And it sounds like another one is, is adaptive because it sounds like I, I can't imagine that every hole that opened up in the senior class, there was somebody who had already been fit to fill it. 
I'm guessing yeah, somebody, some people had to make position adjustments to make sure that this spot wasn't going to be empty. Yeah, for sure it was. And huge, huge shout out to Sophie House. She's pitching at YSU now and she's killing it. But um, without her, our pitching staff wouldn't have been the same. Like, um, whatever my numbers are, hers are probably the same. She had the great three years that I did. And I couldn't have done it without her. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was really like a pitching duo. You can't get through high school softball with five games a week and one pitcher pitching all five games. So it was really whenever you played champion, you didn't know who you were going to get. Odds were you weren't going to win no matter who pitched and stuff like that. But the freshmen definitely overcame a lot because I, not all the freshmen started their freshman year, but came back stronger and then played their sophomore year and had such an impact that we were able to continue winning even when those really like super talented seniors graduated. So it was just hard work, perseverance. And then, like you said, adaptability, being able to adapt to whatever situation that you're in. So it sounds like there's a lot of things here that can be the answer to this next question. You don't have to only pick one because I guarantee you're not going to be able to pick one, but what was it about the three years at champion that made them so special? Some of the toughest questions are the ones that have multiple answers, right? Yeah. So, um, I would definitely say like my friends, my friends are awesome at champion and my memories are even better. Like just the small things you hear about coach Weaver, about her letting us prank her. Like that was just something we, or every, after we won every like regional game or like that kind of game, we would stop and eat at Cracker Barrel on the way home. So all of us in like the sixth inning, if we had the lead, we'd be like, all right guys, what are we getting from Cracker Barrel? Or just like the attitudes of the girls that were on the team and all that stuff. Like it was truly just like, you're surrounded by a good group of people. Like it was so much fun. And obviously again, the success piece, when you have success, it's hard to say that you're not having fun. We I've heard broadcasters mention all the time, whenever like referees will come in and debate a call, they'll say, I bet they're talking about where they're going to get food after this. sounds like you guys literally were talking about where you're going to get food after the game. We did. Most of the time we did. Well, we didn't have to talk about where we were getting food. It was what we were getting. Coach Weaver wasn't taking us anywhere except Cracker Barrel because that was her place. That was our place on the way home from Akron Stadium. We would stop at Cracker Barrel every single time. I could, I, I don't think I could eat any more scrambled eggs and pancakes from there. I really couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that, though. That's that's one heck of a dish. No, for sure. In a minute, we're going to talk about the season that never was. Uh, but I want to take this minute to introduce a new segment to hang on, Soupy, something that we're going to have in every episode going forward. You get to be the guinea pig. So this new segment that we're going to institute today is called Soupy's Speed Round. Cue the intro. Uh, so what this is, is this is a take on the classic, like 30 questions in 30 seconds or the speed stuff like that. I want to make this a little different. So some of these are thought provoking. So we're not going to give you 30. We're going to tack on another half and we're going to go 45 seconds uh, for these answer as many as you can. There's not a penalty for if you miss some, there's not a, a leaderboard of how many you can answer. The main purpose of this segment is to get to know you better. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let me get my timer queued up here just to make sure we don't go over. Um, But if you do, like I said, this is just for fun. It doesn't matter if you go over. All right, we'll start in three, two, one. Name something on your bucket list. Parasailing. 
Parasailing. Okay. Uh, what is your dream job? Um, uh, honestly, what I'm doing now, biomedical engineering. Sounds awesome. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, I'm so plain. Oh, I don't eat anything weird. I don't get close to putting it in my mouth. <laughs> I'm the plain cheeseburger eater. All right. Ten more seconds here. Uh, what's something about you that many would consider dorky? I was in the band in high school. Okay. And there's time with that one. I appreciate another plain eater. You do not know how much stuff gets said about how picky of an eater I am. I am so glad we're on the same page with that. No way. When you order pizza, it better just be cheese. I don't want anything on it. Okay. We're not <laughs> you there. You get a cheeseburger, just cheese. We're not there. Okay. <laughs> Bacon on the cheeseburger, pepperoni and sausage on the pizza. Okay. We can agree, I think, on a oh lot of things gosh. here. You're not as plain as me. But that's what it's got to be. Okay. That's, oh, my gosh. <laughs> for for better or worse, the motto with, when it comes to food is it's called your comfort zone for a reason. I like what I like. Don't need to take any risks adventuring like, out, right? I, like, I agree. I could eat Chipotle probably every single day just because it's what I like. <laughs> now, I guarantee your Chipotle order is more adventurous than mine is. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. No, probably not. Probably not. Do you get a quesadilla? No. I get two servings of chicken and a burrito and that's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I get white rice, steak and cheese. So I'm not much better. But it's a little more adventurous than just two servings of chicken. But I get it. I digress. Glad we're (laughs) both on the same page when it comes to food. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what your teammate Caitlin has to say on the uh, on Soupy Speed Round. These will be some fun answers. Oh, yeah. She's a handful. She'll for sure tell you how she how she thinks for sure. I'll send you a picture of the list. You can pick the ones that I ask her if you want. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you which ones to ask her to get the best answers. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's move now into the senior season that never was. Obviously last March COVID hit, canceled all the, all the sports for the spring season, the OHSAA days before your senior year of softball was set to begin. This was canceled. I can imagine you were excited, you know, three state titles going into it. And then just to have it ripped from your hands, what was your reaction to the decision? Um, at first, it didn't feel real. It's kind of crazy how like vivid it, it is. Um, March 13th, we were hitting in Winter Haven, and we get a text message that we won't be going to school the next day because COVID. I we're like, oh, yeah, no school. And we thought it was this big, great thing. And then like two or three weeks later, we still haven't practiced softball. We still haven't like we weren't allowed to do anything. And they were telling us how serious it was, how devastating all the deaths were. And, um, they came out with our season being canceled and it was, it was challenging because as a team, we had a lot to prove. We could have been one of the few to get four straight or all in my freshman class would have been one of the, what, probably 1% of high school athletes who get to say they won four, or that would have been the year that our coach took the lead. She would have had 10 state championships and she would have been the most state championships as a coach are like, and I think we all had personal like records that we wanted, like, you know what I mean? Like with the school and stuff like that. And just even like another year to get to enjoy your senior year. Like one of the greatest things about winning a state championship is the seniors get to design a ring. So yeah, we had, we had three rings, but we didn't even get the chance to play to, so that we were the ones who were able to design the rings, which sounds extremely conceited because we have three rings why are we complaining but it's just the 
like the idea of getting to design your own ring because it was something like it's just like a proud moment when you get to design your own ring you know what I mean so it was definitely devastating but um I mean look life goes on and freshman year of college hits and I it was so exciting it was so much fun but I'm pretty sure every other softball player in the state of Ohio is breathing a sigh of relief because 51 career homers is a record in and of itself but one more season of you cracking bombs over the fences and that record's impossible (laughs) I I'm not sure if I had it I think the record may have been 60 I think Hope Strait had it at 60 if I I may be wrong I don't know but if I would have had another season that definitely would have been the one that I would have got for sure but um yeah no one of the I'm pretty sure the Former OSU like softball players had the record that I was chasing after very closely. We've already heard of how creative you and your teammates are with the with the goat prank. Um, so I know you guys had a couple things that you did, but what are some creative ways that you guys managed to stay together and still celebrate the senior year, even if you didn't get to play it? Um, one of the coolest things our community did um, for us was we actually had just got brand new uniforms that the senior class would have been the first ones to be able to like to display them. We had wore the same ones. So it was actually almost like they had like retired our number in a sense. They gave us our Jersey number and gave us our Jersey. So we have these new champion flashes Jersey that were all decked out framed. And um, it was super nice because it was like a bunch of the community chipped in obviously to help buy those jerseys for us so that our school was able to give them to us so it was it was kind of cool that they like in a sense like retired our numbers so that was a pretty big deal and it was a super special moment I know for all of the seniors yet another example that speaks to how important the culture is uh, at champion especially around softball I'm sure the other sports they get into but specifically that to jerseys aren't cheap so to be able to chip in and to get you guys that that piece of your history to keep especially to frame it. That, that's amazing yeah. that there's, they were able to do that. There's nothing better than the champion community when it comes to supporting the softball team. Um, I mean, it started with the police and fire who would escort us back from big games. Um, it started with the community who would be outlined along the road as we drove back in. And it's like all the little girls who used to come up and just admire and take pictures with you. And like there, I... I kid you not, I'll never forget it. My third year, we're driving back to the school and we look back behind the bus and there's a line of probably 60 cars of all the people following us into a school and we get to the school and we unload. There's people there with our own personal pizzas for us to eat, our own um, donuts for us, little kids coming and hugging us, wanting us to sign their shirts. And, and we ended up actually having a dance party with little girls. So it was just like... It was so much more than softball to the community. It was really like you were choosing the role model for these little kids, and that was a big deal in it. Plain cheese pizza, right? I still to this day, yeah, cheese pizza for sure. But it's like I still to this day, like some of those girls' moms will still text me. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like you knew you had an impact on the community, which is such like such a good feeling. Like it's it's definitely better than striking anybody out. The fact that you had that impact on another little girl in the community who now loves softball because she saw what you did and that kind of thing. One of the recurring themes it seems like we always talk about on the show is 
the the motto E plus R equals O or event plus response equals outcome. This was a crappy event. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But again, previous interview I've listened to, you mentioned, quote, you were pitching every other day and then hitting whenever it was nice out. That is one of the pinnacle examples of controlling your response that you turn a bad out, you turn a bad event, will have a positive response to it, turn it into as good as as good of an outcome as you can have to where you're now succeeding at Ohio State because you didn't take that year off. And because, you know, Coach Kelly kept working out with you. I'm sure Coach Weaver didn't leave you alone uh, during that season either. Uh, I'm sure from what you tell me, she's still reaching out to you guys, making sure you're okay going through it, especially the seniors. But that's one of the, the, the best examples of the E plus R equals O. How do you think your decision to improve your game instead of maybe taking the year off or just wallowing in pity uh, in quarantine? How do you think that's benefited your performance, especially this season? I mean, credit to my parents for being able to keep me motivated. Cause I mean, at times we weren't sure when COVID was going to be done. I didn't know if I was going to move into college in the fall. Like, you we know, we still don't I really mean, have an answer to that. do we? They proved it to me. Yeah, true. Somehow they were able to prove to me, you know, that at some point it's going to get better. At some, th- at some point things are going to move on. It's almost like survival of the fittest. Those who are prepared will thrive and those who are not will stick out like a sore thumb. And I did not want to be one of those people who stuck out like a sore thumb because they didn't do their work when they were supposed to. Um, I mean, it also helped that I got a chocolate lab and he was a great tea buddy. I would hit a ball off the tee and he would shag it and go get it for me. So, I mean, he was also a lot of fun to have out there with me, but um yeah, definitely credit to my parents for the motivation on that one and raising me well enough to know that um, I had a bigger purpose than high school and it was to come play here and get my degree and help this team here win and be successful. Now let's dive into that positive outcome that came out your season at Ohio State here, freshman year. You've previously credited the culture that surrounds Ohio State athletics that we've talked about a little bit on the show as one of the reasons you chose to commit to Ohio State. How are the attitudes towards softball, towards athletics, towards the community similar between Champion and Ohio State? Um, obviously, there's a lot of coaching similarities between Coach Kelly and Coach Weaver being another a big reason why I, I've made it here. Um just the attitudes of like being thirsty for success is something that is definitely the motivating factor for everybody here that it was at home. Um, Again, we all have a common goal and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out in college as well as you'd like it to Um, just because the talent that you're playing, like everybody here is working for the same goal and it's truly like a team fight. And um, we don't have any better team than the one that we have here to go to battle with. Like I wouldn't pick any other girl one through 24 on our roster to like go to battle with, you know what I mean? And I think that is something that comes from the coaches, the coaches tell the upperclassmen, Hey, welcome the freshmen so that they know we're in this together and like all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely, it's definitely a, all the team attitude is great. And the leadership is great. Like, it really can't get much better. And I would tell anybody that who's looking at any school is that you have to know that the culture is good and that the attitudes are going to be good before you go to that school. Otherwise it is going to be so hard to adjust. 
and it's so hard to make friends, which it was so easy here. A couple things you brought up as well uh, last year when you were doing your one of your senior interviews was you talked about the rivalry with Michigan. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was able to see that rivalry against Michigan. You guys played four games against them. You pitched game two, I know for sure. I think it was game two and four, if I'm not mistaken. Now, having played through that rivalry, does it live up to expectations? Does it exceed them? What was it like being a part of that rivalry instead of seeing it from the outside? I'm not going to lie. I don't remember much because I was so scared. <laughs> I was so nervous. It wasn't even funny. But um, so because of that nervous in me, it was definitely more than I could ever imagine it would have been. Like we've had rivalries at home where it was just kind of little things, but playing against a caliber team like that and then Peyton being good enough, throwing good enough to beat them was just absolutely insane. I hope I hope in the next three years I'm able to beat them once so I can say that I beat them myself, but we'll see how that goes in the next couple of years. I know they won't always have Storaco and Bobian, so you might be able to luck out a little bit here. Oh, <laughs> Two of the toughest pitchers in the Talk nation. Talk about a duo. Dare I say. Yeah. Those, those two girls are definitely amazing. And they're hitters. I mean, look at Taylor Bump and Lou Allen. Are you joking? <laughs> Julia they, Jimenez. One through nine are solid. Yeah. One through nine are solid. And, I mean, that, that would be a – a great win if I was able to beat a team of that caliber sometime in the future. But you did strike them out a couple times. Don't discount that. Yeah. You yeah. did strike them out a couple. <laughs> you got a couple Ks in that series. Definitely something to be proud of, especially <laughs> against a team like that. Uh, you're less than a year into your career at Ohio State. As of this recording, we're recording it on the 13th. You still have a weekend series at home against Michigan State tomorrow and over the weekend. Good luck at that, by the way. Uh, it's clear Thank you're you. just as dominant as a player in college as you were in high school. What skills have you learned this year under Coach Kelly that you've been able to add to uh, your previous experiences that you think have helped develop your game to more from where you were your junior year to now? Um, overcoming adversity. Um, sometimes you're going to go in and the team's got your number. You're going to give up seven runs, but you're going to have to turn around. And you're going to have to play them again. Like this year, we've played teams four times. So if you get shelled on the first day, you better pick yourself up because you're going to have to pitch them again in the third game. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just that, like not losing like confidence in yourself. Like you have to know yourself. And like I, our, one of our coaches, her name is Cammie. Um, she always will send out and shoot me a reminder that you're better. And just having that attitude, you know, even sometimes if you don't really think you are, you have to tell yourself I'm better and that my best will beat them. And that's an attitude I never had before. It was kind of just like, you know what, I can get by, but you have to have the attitude. I'm better. You have to command your pitches and you have to overcome the adversity that you're going to face because you're going to give up a home run. You're going to give up some back-to-back -back doubles. You're, you're going to, because there are girls out there who are so good. and you're just going to, you have to take the bumps and you got to roll with it. And you got to say, my team's got my back. Let's go. And it's just got to go. It's a short memory sport. One where you can't dwell too much on the last game because you got to look forward to the next one. Definitely something that, that softball involves. For sure. In what ways has coach Kelly, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about coach Weaver and how, how successful she was at keeping you motivated both on and off the field. In what ways is coach Kelly pushed you both in practice and even during game time situations because coaching doesn't stop once you're once you go to a game 
um, she always holds me accountable. And I, I really like respect that because I'm a pitcher who, if I have one small detail in my motion wrong, the rest is going to go crazy. And she is able to pick, like, pick it up, catch it in warmups, tell me for the game. She, and most of the time it's like a, a flip switch switches. And all of a sudden I'm able to command my pitches the way I want. And it's all because she's able to recognize it. And it's probably because she put so much time into it. She watches so much film. She videotapes me all the time. Like she has film of me when I first got here. So I know what I'm supposed to look like. And if what I'm doing now doesn't look like that, then we're able to sit and break it down. Like, and she's so good. She'll put in all the extra time that you need with you. And she's so understanding. She's literally like a mom to me. Like, um, I, cause I couldn't have done like with all the COVID, we haven't been able to see our family and she's definitely been like a comfort zone for me for sure. So I owe her the biggest thank you of anybody for sure. I know she'll probably hear that and she'll be listening to this and she'll hear that and, and probably will be smiling wider than you are. <laughs> As I mentioned too, you still have a little bit of the season left. Your home game, uh, your home series starts tomorrow, May 13th. It'll be May 14th through the 16th uh, against Michigan State. But let's talk a little bit about next year. I'll leave you with this because I know we always we always like to um, plan for what's ahead, but also plan for the future. So plan for what's coming up, but plan for the future as well. Um, what goals do you have for yourself next year? Um. I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of hard to think about. I mean, obviously I would like to limit my losses a little more than I did this year. Um, and I think part of that comes with me learning how to become a better reliever, um, being able to help out some of the other pitchers on the pitching staff, like learning that side of the role of being a pitcher, because it feels like it's a totally different thing. Um, and obviously not giving up as many home runs as I did this year. And I think that comes with me developing an off-speed pitch which I know we're working on. So I'm going to, I'm going to perfect the off-speed pitch so that I'm able to keep batters off a little more off balance in the box so that I think I give up less home runs. Cause I feel like home runs kill me sometimes when you're losing two to one on a two run homer. Like, I feel like that's one of the worst losses ever. So I would say that those are my two things that I would like to get better at next year. And there's one more you didn't mention, but I'll cover it for you. It's to get a win against Michigan. Oh, you're right. To get a win against Michigan. We for can't sure. forget that one. Can't forget <laughs> that one. So important, especially to Ohio State athletes. Got to get the win there. Got to get the win. That's so funny. Allison, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Best of luck tomorrow and over the weekend in your series. It was great talking with you. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. Make sure you're always tuning in to Hang On Soupy. The podcast version of the episode releases on Wednesday on scarletandgraysportsradio.com and on the SGSR SoundCloud page. And the video releases on Friday on YouTube and our Instagram channel. We hope that the file will show up on Instagram. I've been exporting at a higher quality. That's why you didn't see last week's episode with Travis Trelor. But we're hoping that Instagram allows me to go on there today. Special thanks to Allison Smith for coming on and talking to you today. I'll see you next week. But until then, that's the show. I'm out of here.